Hello everyone and welcome back to the Too Old to Tumble podcast. Today is Easter Sunday as I'm recording this and I'm enjoying some peaceful time walking around the fields and into the woods. So unfortunately I had this romantic idea of capturing all the sounds of the countryside but it doesn't happen because my phone has a really good microphone that isolates, eliminates every other noise and so there's no point. Um, So today's topic is how many calories in alcohol and I thought it was quite appropriate for the time of the year because obviously as we've all been on lockdown now for three or four weeks and it's Easter so we're chilling with our partners, we're spending more time at home, there's not a lot to do unless you already spend a lot of time at home, you probably, if you're away from from home all the time, you, you probably don't have much to do once you're back other than relax and chill and watch TV. But now they, people have to stay there all the time. You, find, you suddenly find out that you don't have much going on for yourself outside of your work, perhaps. And so people are bored and they drink more. But um, the problem with that is that alcohol ju- doesn't just make you fat. Uh, it also affects your health and your sports performance in many different ways. So it's always good to uh, to know a bit more about it, so you can make better choices when you start drinking. And I'm not saying don't give. I'm not saying give up drinking because I wouldn't. But you know, obviously, if you know what you're drinking, then you can make better choices and incorporate it into your uh, fat loss or fitness programs or whatever nutritional programs. So, in my years working in the health and fitness industry. Again, one of the most common things that I see inhibit people in their weight loss or maintenance efforts is alcohol consumption. And if somebody gave me a pound for every time a client failed at fat loss because of their unconditional love of alcohol, I would be self-isolating my super yacht in Monaco. Instead, I'm here, in Essex. Honestly, the drinking culture is probably one of the hardest habits for people to break. It's what we do to reward ourselves after a hard week at work and it's what we do to socialise. Meet you at the pub for a drink, but it's so easy to turn that one drink into a slam drinking contest to see who can down the most number of pints of lager, Guinness, cider and so on. And I raise my hands for being guilty of this too, although in my younger days this was when I could drink a whole pub dry and wake up the next day barely hungover and ready to do it all over again. Now that in my 50s, however, it's a very different story. I am wiser to what alcohol does to your mind and body and I'm well aware of the fact that my tolerance levels are much lower and even a drop over my personal limit means being so hungover the next day that I can barely function. So I don't do it. But there's more to the story though and it won't come to you as a big surprise. Not only alcohol is generally bad for you, but it also contains more calories per gram than carbs and protein and it's often higher in sugar or combined with sugary mixes. That's why I always recommend clients to be mindful of drinking their calories. And then obviously there is red wine, Barolo being my favourite. Are there benefits from drinking red wine? Sure, of course there are. And research, as always, offers conflicting opinions on whether red wine is good for you or not. But So I tend to read scientific journals quite often, mostly because they, they get sent straight to my inbox. Um, and when I get confused on the benefits of red wine, I look at my parents, who are now in their 80s, and they're enjoying better health than most, um, even people younger than they are. They have been drinking a glass of red wine with each one of their meals all their lives, and I would say that they're living proof that drinking in moderation isn't that bad for you after all. 
But the main benefits you get from drinking red wine are uh, it's rich in antioxidants, which may help reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. And for the most part, my parents are just really sharp still. In their 80s, they're really sharp. Um, red wine contains resveratrol, which helps control chronic inflammation, thus reducing the risk of developing cancer, autoimmune disorders and heart disease. It may help promote good bacteria in the gut, which in turn helps with weight control. That's because wine falls under the category of fermented foods. Having said that, none of the above, none of these benefits can be achieved can be achieved through consuming much healthier alternatives. We like to tell ourselves that red wine is super healthy to justify drinking it, and then we turn the blind eye to the potential adverse effects like it really disrupts your sleeping patterns, alters your mood, driving you towards depression a little bit, and certainly increases your waistline. Now, my point is not to ask you to eliminate alcohol from your life if it's something that you enjoy. I wouldn't do it either. But I believe that with a little bit of help, we can all make better choices at the bar. And that's why I wanted to, to share a, a cheat sheet that I created with you that, so that you can make the best choices that are in line with your goals. It's so easy to forget about the sugar and calories we consume in our drinks. So hopefully this serves as both a reminder and helps guide your choices the next time you go for a drink or two. Grab it, uh, follow the link in the description, enter your details and grab the cheat sheet and then let me know what you think of it. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again very soon next week.